Welcome once again to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. We help business creators like you win at the game of business and marketing so you can thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion and make a difference for your community, market, and audience. Please take a moment and visit our website, www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. You'll find hundreds of episodes covering a breadth and depth of topics relevant to you as a business creator and links to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. And now, here's today's episode. Let's get started. Hello, my name is Adam Homey. I am your host and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. In this episode, we are going to reveal how to do things like meet cool people and turn casual connections into cash clients. These are two of the benefits that you gain when you invest in my program, which is called the REACH system. We have somebody on the air with us today who exemplifies what it means to connect with people. This is somebody I've known for a long time. He's a great friend of mine, and we have been working for almost a year to get him booked. He's one of those guys. He's got so many things going on that to have him join us today is a singular honor and pleasure. His name is Eli Delaney. He's your automated system strategist and is also known as the People Whisperer. He's the co-founder of Purple Night Marketing, teaching entrepreneurs how to go from surviving to thriving in any economy, pre, post, or mid-COVIDian era, through the art and science of building strong relationships and following up for life. He's an Amazon bestseller with his two books, which are called Marketing Tidbits and Networking Tidbits. With a passion for connecting people, his best-selling training course, Networking Like a Rockstar, has over 1,350 students registered globally as of this date. That number will inevitably go up very quickly. Eli helps speakers, authors, and coaches automate their follow-up to grow their business without having to have an MBA from MIT. He's a guy to help you build a 24-7 automated system and turn you into a follow-up rock star. There's one thing that Eli loves to say is that if he dropped over dead today, he could still communicate with you for two years. Maybe thinking, wow, what a statement. We're about to find out. Eli Delaney, come on in. The weather's fine. How you doing, my friend? It's good to talk to you today. Yeah, I believe you were on our show many, many years ago. And I know I've been on some of your podcasts as well. You and I have shared a couple of virtual stages. We've done a lot of great things together. And having you over here at Business Creators Radio is just another step in one what I feel is one of the most valuable relationships to me in business. So for our listeners who are just now tuning in, leaning in, have their pad of paper and two pens ready to capture the aha moments, before we get into the main topic of what we're going to cover today, let's take a step back and discover a little bit more about your journey and what's brought you to where you are today, serving business creators from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion and making a difference for your community market and audience. Well, awesome. That was some good stuff to say. Um, how do I like 
keep up with all of that. First and foremost, you and I have been friends for like a decade, if not more. And, you know, I think, I think if I remember correctly, I was actually one of your first guests on the show when you launched it, which was awesome. Cause then we turned around about the same time I launched my podcast and you were a guest on there. And, you know, for me, relationships are the most important part of any business in any way, shape or form, because people, you don't want people just to come and go. You want them to be lifelong friends, which is exactly what you and I have become. And that's kind of, I've had this journey from when you and I met, I was literally just starting this business and it wasn't even in this form. My previous company was a web and graphic design agency. Um, We did really well with that. That company actually started over 25 years ago. And I grew that from literally networking, from communicating just in a local level. We had, I went from working out of my dining room by myself to opening up an office. I had five employees and we're closing three to five contracts a week. And it was all within a 20 mile radius, like face-to-face networking kind of stuff. And it was fun. I had a blast with it, but then I grew it to that point where I realized that I didn't really like having to go to an office and I didn't like having employees. And so it was time to make that switch. And that's actually where... I took what I knew, what I had learned to grow that business and started teaching that stuff to other people, which has now evolved into what we do today. That's fantastic. You and I had our mastermind in the parking lot in 2013 Mm -hmm. in Phoenix, Arizona. That was a great time. You and I first met when we sat next to each other at one of Armin Morin's big seminars back when that was a thing. I remember it was my first day. I'm walking into this big room. And those who tune into the show know that I'm so introverted that I actually celebrate canceled events as milestones. Uh, The way for me to thrive in such an environment is on my first day, I need to hang around maybe one, two, at most three people who I feel comfortable with and who give me the space to have that amount of social interaction while I get a feel for the room overall. And one of the great blessings is you were the guy sitting right next to me when I found my seat. You know, it was kind of thinking the same thing. It was, it's great that I was honored to be that person that got to sit down next to you. And, and all these years later, you and I are still friends and it's, and it's cool because you bring up that mastermind of you and I in the parking lot. We actually, I remember that when you, you came to visit, you were there for another event and we got to yep. spend the evening just hanging out. We had dinner and what was supposed to be an hour, maybe two hours, I think ended up being five hours hanging out in a parking lot, <laughs> just chatting, yeah. um, which is fun. I love doing stuff like that. Yeah, what I want you listeners to get is that Eli and I have a couple of different views on how to do things. But what's so nice about it is we almost have like a yin-yang sort of thing going on, Mm -hmm. sort of like two puzzle pieces that come together. And I urge you to find people whose approach to things may be a little bit different than yours. He's more of a great outgoing connector. I, As I said, I celebrate canceled events as milestones. I don't like coffee. He loves to meet in coffee shops. I tell people not to go to coffee shops because it costs you a fortune. And there he is in the front row with his Starbucks. And, you know, either approach works depending on what you decide to make of it in alignment with your truth and your energy. So let's get into this meeting cool people and casual connections and cash clients and all this other fun stuff. Okay. You, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yep. I, I, I was just going to say, okay. And, you know, one of the things I, you just said something very important. There is no right or wrong when, when doing this stuff. I mean, there are, there are certain things that you can do that you should do differently that may be considered right or wrong. But um, what we're talking about here is different approaches of how we live our lives and how we communicate. Um, 
and the fact that, you know, if you find that it is not something that you want to do, then don't do it that way. For me, I'm also an introvert, but I also love the connection with human beings. I love to being yeah. able to talk to them and pick their brains. And, and like for you, you think that coffee, you know, for you, you found coffee meetings being a waste of time. I find that's where I make a ton of money. Yeah. Um, and it, but there's not, it's like you find different ways. And that's the cool thing about, about doing business is as long as you are coming from a place of honesty and integrity and, communication whether that communication is face-to-face over zoom whatever it doesn't matter what it is as long as you're honest and authentic about it and there to help other people it is the right thing to do doesn't matter which approach you go with it function within your integrity and your truth and there's more than one way to go about feeding your cat as yeah, long as it's good go. food, they will appreciate it and they will cuddle with you forever. So before we get into, yeah, I have a few great questions for you here. <laughs> you say that all the time and I'm paraphrasing. So you may phrase it a little bit differently yeah. that if you killed over dead today, you'd still be able to communicate with people for two years. What does that mean? Okay. So, so I'll rephrase that a little bit. Cause it's, cause the way that I actually say it is I could go outside and get hit by a bus today and I'm still going to sell you stuff for three more years. Yeah. Uh, so it's three years, not two years, because I went even above and beyond. Um, but reality is that we have these wonderful tools. The technology exists for us to automate a lot of what we need to do. And the sad thing is that the tools exist. Everything from Infusionsoft, ActiveCampaign, Kajabi, um, I'm not going to say MailChimp. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of other software that's out there. And we have the technology and a lot of people even are already paying for it, but they're using it for one-off day-to-day, I like to call it stick, stuck on the hamster wheel type of communication. And my big thing, and the cool thing is I know you'll, you appreciate this more than a lot of people, is that when you and I both learn from Armin Morin, one of his phrases, I know you've probably heard this a thousand times, is next logical step yep and that is one of the that is actually not one of it is the biggest thing that i learned from him very very early on when i started this business and i actually took it to heart and everything i do in my business is based off of that and what i mean by that is that when i have a communication with somebody maybe i meet them at an event we shake hand we shake hands you know back in the day we did the business card exchange my next thing is what's the next logical step what should happen next well generally you follow up after the event okay that follow-up might be an email well that follow-up then should lead to booking a call to find out more and have more conversations what's next and what's next and what's next and i just kept taking that to the level of we don't need a communication that's going to last a day a week a month or even a year what if you could get people to actually stay in touch with you, build the relationships and come back and either become clients or refer people to you literally a decade later? Because we played the long game. How would that I love change? the long game. How would that change your business? How would that change your life? And that's why that's how everything that I do is based around that idea. Yeah, but is automation taking the personal out of building relationships with people? I mean, I can tell when I'm getting a broadcast email, no matter how cutesy it's written. <laughs> you know, what's really funny is that there's there's two sides to that one. Um, the first and foremost, if it's written well, and we'll talk about how to do that in just a second, then 
people, you're not hiding anything. You never lie to anybody, uh, but people will still feel the same way that they did before. And like if you actually send an email and this is, this is really where we get into this. If I get an email, if I send you an email, I want to make that email feel like I literally opened up Gmail and wrote this email to you. That is yeah. the feeling that I want to put into that. The, co the conversation should be conversational. It should be short, sweet to the point, not big, long. You're not writing a novella. Um, be careful about the words you use that are very pitchy, you know, things like that. If you do it like, hey there, you know, hey, Adam, just want to check in and see how you're doing. What's up? Let's see about chat chatting sometime next week. Now, if you got that email from me, you would feel like I just stopped and wrote that to you, right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Now, here's the thing is, I have emails that do exactly that, that are in my automated system. And so the idea is that you're going to send these kind of emails. The problem is that the more people we connect with, the harder it is to keep up with everybody. Because if you're doing it right, you should be meeting new people all the time. And that list is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And if you try to rely on yourself to do it, it's not going to happen. We are human beings. We are going to drop the ball. But by using the technology, it allows us to do this, set it up. And then when somebody responds back, that starts a dialogue and we can have a real conversation at that point. Does that make sense? Dollars and cents, literally. Yeah, and, and you're, yeah, you're absolutely right about that. It, you can make it feel pretty personal. I had an experience with one of my clients where we came in and started work within, working with them just when they were making the transition from startup to going into revenue. Up until that point, they had worked with a team and they had worked with consultants, and their vision was essentially to become the next Harvard Business Review. Now, the person I'm speaking about is one of my listeners. She knows who she is, and she's heard <laughs> the story before, so this is, not, so this is actually a celebration. So we came in and we, one of our first places we worked with her was to set up follow-up sequences for lead magnets. Mm -hmm. This is now, th this particular company was still in that place where they had the sense of, well, if we email our list more than once a month, we're going to annoy them and they're all going to leave. Or if we try and do something, even the slightest bit cute, they're all going to make fun of us. In fact, they have meetings where they make fun of people who do stuff like that. And I said, okay, you know what? Maybe that's been your impression up until now. But would you be willing to at least take a look at something different? Yes. Mm -hmm. Here's what I want you to do. When you set up your first automated email that goes out after somebody downloads these wonderful new lead magnets that you have crafted with such care and that look totally Harvard Business Review quality, at the end of that email, put in the following. It's important to me that I keep my promises to you. Therefore, could you please do a quick reply and just type received or got it so that I know you've received this. Mm -hmm. I got a lot of resistance on that. Well, that's a marketing tactic, what have you, what have you. Then they tried it and got a lot of replies like, hey, where the heck have you been? What's this new thing you're doing? Or, you know, I was thinking about you the other day because we need a consultant to come in to do X. Are you still, do you still have your shingle out? Mm -hmm. So that little hokey thing, not only did it create more of a human connection, but it's also good if we want to speak about algorithms. 
the value of your broadcast emails goes up over time due to a number of factors, one of which is that the algorithms can see an exchange of messages and not them all going one way. So when you can get people to reply to your emails, that actually increases your deliverability over time. So following what you say, Eli, when you can create conversations using this automated system, even if you were hit by a bus 17 months ago and nobody knows you're no longer with us, you can still build relationships. Exactly. And, you know, and you brought up something that's very important. It's like we have a, we have basically a, a karma system with email. And it's so funny because you get some people that, that are, we've all heard that people preaching that email is dead. Well, the problem is that email is not dead. It's just that those people that are saying that their emails suck. Um, that is just a reality of it because we have, we've got people who have not emailed the list. We've helped them come up with a strategy and all of a sudden they've reactivated what they consider to be a dead list. They were just going to burn it and be done yeah. with it. I had a client and to go exactly like what you're talking about. I had a client one time we sent out what I like to call the bring them back or the humble apology. And, and anybody can use this, by the way, feel free, if you're listening to this, take notes right now, because this is critical. You write an email and the subject says, I'm such a slacker. Okay. And then you yep. say, I am really sorry. I have not done a good job of communicating the way that I really feel like I should. And I promise that I'm going to make that change moving forward. So look for different things. And I first wanted to check in and just see, how are you doing? Is there anything I can help you with? And you, that's it. That's the entire email. Okay. And the fun thing about this, I had one client who did this and she sent out her emails. She actually had a couple more follow-ups that went into it. So we had like a three or four email sequence for this one. And she sent this first email. She ended up with a hundred percent response and closed 12,000 plus dollars in sales before the end of the week. I think I owe my list an apology. Even if <laughs> I communicate with them a few times a week, I've been slacking. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, and that's just it, is that we, we have to change things up sometimes. But the cool thing is that that email said exactly what I just told you. There was no, nothing for sale in it. She wasn't making an offer. She wasn't pitching anything. All she did was basically say, hey, I'm sorry. I've been a slacker. I apologize. What have you been up to and how can I help? And the cool thing about it was that people, a lot of people said, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that you did this. I've been meaning to reach out to you and I've been busy. Thank you for the email. And other people will respond in this kind of thing. You might get some people that will respond and say, well, thank you so much for the email, but I'm not sure. I don't think that I really need your services right now. And your the proper response is, that's not what I asked. I asked what you did need help with, because maybe it's not what I have, but I probably know somebody who can help you out. Huh. And now all of a sudden you've turned what was a non-existent, nobody really cares list into oh my gosh, people actually care about me and this person actually wants to help me. Maybe I should pay more attention to what they have to say. Right. For our listeners, this is where you go and you subscribe via your favorite network so that you can catch this one again and again and again in case you didn't get all that written down. Here's a tactic that I shamelessly tell people to do when it comes to launching and hosting your own podcast through my reach system. I wrote an article about this that was a little bit controversial, but I, I, I said it. Candidly, host a podcast and get free business coaching. Mm -hmm. How many of us get irritated when somebody comes to us and wants to 
pick our brain. Maybe, maybe not everybody, and maybe some people love it. Again, different strokes for different folks. Mm-hmm. However, for a lot of people, it's like, oh. So in addition to me racing to keep up with all my clients, you want me to take time out to hand you something for free? So leave out that whole brain picking thing. What you say instead is, hey, I saw your post on X, and that is something I have been wanting to feature on my podcast, and some of our listeners are asking for it too. When can we have you on? So now you are giving them a platform. You are putting the reciprocity up front. Do you think they're more likely to let you pick their brain and give you their really good stuff? Of course they are. Folks, you're seeing it in action right now. Um, Eli is one of the most generous people I know. I cannot speak for him, whether or not he would just hand what he just gave you to just anybody. But the fact that we are creating mutuality and we are giving reciprocity here opens the doors for those types of communications. Yeah. The, and the fun thing about it is that you, going by the approach you just had by you're asking somebody to help feature them and share their message and their voice. And, you know, anybody in their right man, mind that wants to get their message out to more people is going to say yes. You know, there's some people that, that get picky. I've, I've seen these people. It's like, well, how many listeners and how many downloads and yada, yada. I'm like, uh-huh. okay, that's, you're not going to be the right fit here. Um, I've, I've also on the other side, when I have, you know, when I've done my own show, I actually got a ton of clients from it, from, from the guests, the guests that actually found out more about what I did and said, you know what, I could actually use your services. Let's, let's talk. And so you, there's so much potential in doing stuff like that, but it does boil down to let's have a conversation and see how we can help each other out. And I mean, you know, me, the, you know, my whole, my whole thing is the meet cool people brand, right? Meet cool people is my movement. And the whole point behind it is that you can get anything you need out of life with the people that you meet, the relationships that you make, because those people either have the resources or they know somebody that has the resources. And that's why we have the meet cool people meetups. When I, I am famous from when I, when I go speaking, I am more popular because of my dinners than I am for speaking. Um, not yep. that I get bad, bad comments about my speaking. I get a lot of good stuff from that, which is awesome. Um, but for me, the most fun is literally that grabbing 10 or 15 people and saying, Hey, okay, let's go, let's go have dinner. And we'll go break bread, have a couple of mojitos and just get to know each other. And that is where true business really ends up happening and how you can get to know somebody to find out, do you really even want to work with this person above and beyond what their skill set is? You'll have a coffee. I'll have a nice tea, whatever it works. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, just have fun it, with it. Is this the first campaign you should start with if you dive into this? Yeah, the first thing should be what I call the bring them back. Yeah. Start with yeah. that uh, because that is a setting. This I like to call it setting the stage. And when you do that, what that does is that basically opens people up to knowing what's going to happen. And, and you're coming from a place of one of, of a couple of different places because everybody falls into a lot of these categories. Number one is you got a list and you haven't done anything with it. Okay. Um, I yep. know people that are that way that literally it's like, well, I have these people, they keep coming in, but I'm not doing anything with them. And I, they haven't heard from me since they downloaded my free thing. And there's nothing behind the scenes. So you have to reactivate these people and basically say, hey, I don't know if you'll remember me, but this is who I am because I get stuff all the time from people that I have no clue who they are. And all of a sudden they're pitching something. And I'm like, wait a minute, I don't even know who you are. Spam. 
Um, so the first one is if you don't have anybody, you're, if you're not active with your list, yes, you need to start with something like this. And that's where the humble apology is great because you can basically say, I've been a slacker. I haven't followed up the way I should. And I promise to make that better. You know, here's how you know me. And I'm sorry, I won't make that mistake again. Um, the second one is people who are um, constantly pitching. We like to call them the pitch pirates. Yep. And the pitch pirates are the ones that as soon as you get something cool, maybe it's a download, maybe you did actually buy something from them. Literally every other day you hear, um, hey, this is cool. You should buy it. Hey, I got this other thing. You should buy it. And eventually it's basically like a carnival barker and it just gets tuned out. Nobody pays attention to it. Sadly, I have a, a friend of mine. I consider this person a very good friend. It's somebody that you and I mutually know um, right. that when I get an email from them, I never even open it because I know it's an offer. It's all I ever hear from this person. And it gets very frustrating because especially as somebody who is a friend of mine, none of their emails feel like they took the time to actually write something to me. And, and so it's like, I know that being on this person's list is completely useless to me. They ain't emailing me for anything other than to buy something. And that's not the relationship you want either. And then we have the third one. The third one is somebody has gotten on your list one way or another, and they get your newsletter. The reality is newsletters are a lot of work and nobody reads them. Nobody wants a newsletter. They're an awareness piece. Yeah, they're just an awareness piece. And it's yeah. most of the time people will say, oh, it's another newsletter. I'll read it when I have time and it never happens. Yeah. Finish your thought and, and let's bookmark. I'm going to clarify something about newsletters, but go ahead and finish okay. what you're saying. Yeah. So, so that, that one, it, why take the time? And I know people that literally would spend two or three days solid just to write their monthly newsletter. Um, why take the time to put something together like that when it's a lot of work and most people are never going to even look at it anyway. Yeah. So as opposed to, Hey, Adam, there's this book that I read. I think the, the book's called The Go-Giver. It's a phenomenal book. It's very easy to read. You can read it in a couple hours. I don't know if you've read it or not, but if you haven't, here's a link on Amazon. Go check it out. Read it this weekend. Let me know what you think. Would you, If you got an email like that, would you be more likely to actually pay attention and read it? Well, yeah, not only because it was written by Bob Berg, who's a great guy, but for yeah. other reasons. Yeah, so... Now I've given you something of value. It was simple that literally, I mean, I just gave you the script. You can use a script. Yep. And did you notice something that's missing from that email? You actually didn't tell them, you actually didn't use the words by the book. Yeah. I didn't pitch them anything. I, I wasn't selling anything. I'm, I mean, yeah, I couldn't use my Amazon affiliate link. And, you know, in, I think in a year, Amazon's affiliate commissions makes me enough that I can buy like two mochas. Um, well, maybe. you go through a lot of mochas. Every little bit helps. <laughs> Every little bit helps, but it definitely is not paying the bills. So it's not like I'm actually really making anything off of you buying that book. Right. And the key here is it is you giving value for nothing in return and showing that you actually care about them, showing that you want to give them a resource that will help them succeed because down the road, when you do make an ask, you do have something to offer. They're going to pay more attention to it when you give it to them. Yeah. 
So here are my thoughts on newsletters, because I have a client who actually does very well with newsletters. You okay. made a statement that I thought that actually kind of ties into what I'm going to say here. You said that you know people who spend a solid two days every week or every month or whatever their frequency is coming up with their newsletter. Right. Now, as soon as I hear that, I know there's a problem. <laughs> to properly curate and design a newsletter as a periodical is an awareness piece as part of your email marketing. If it takes you more than 20 minutes, it's too complicated. That's, yeah. that's item number one. Item number two is bear in mind the behavior of the person who's going to be opening it and reading it. In most cases, they're going to be aware that it's your awareness piece because it'll probably have something in the subject line that indicates it's a newsletter. Yeah. What you want to do is you want to have a few things in there, not 20, maybe three or four that are potentially of interest to your audience. And bear in mind that when they click through to view these things, they should be able to consume it in about two minutes mm -hmm. and feel like they came away having gained something. Now yeah. you start loading that thing up with gadgets and widgets and all kinds of ads, except for maybe one ad for your services, because you know it's your space. So put an ad down there, and I mean down there, mm -hmm. uh, lower. And uh, another thing that you can do is, if you have really good circulation and good open rates, you may be able to attract a sponsor who will purchase a small piece of that space, and they can become your partner for that addition. Mm -hmm. Outside of that. Maybe you know, throw in like a quote or something like that, just something to really inspire people. Go ahead. But the point is they should be able to scan it in about 30 seconds, pick out a couple things that they're going to find valuable and be able to investigate those things within just a minute or two and find something useful, some tidbit, some strategy, some little inspiration that made them feel that they really gained a little bit of something from taking that two minutes to open up your newsletter and check it out. If you're going beyond that, it's too damn much. Also, you should be doing much more than your newsletter. That should just simply be an awareness piece. Uh, what I've coached uh, some clients to do in the past is if your level of marketing you've been doing varies, like maybe it really spikes when you're doing a product launch, uh, maybe it trails off when you go for a six-week vacation, you turn off all your devices and what have you. I know you have a view on how to make sure that that never actually happens mm -hmm. and actually holds up your marketing, but those are realities we face. If you have the discipline of sending out at least one periodical, you are touching your list once a week. Just don't over bake it because you'll burn your list. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. If you want to go with having a newsletter, if you're, if you're set that this is going to be something you do, mix it up. Use yeah. some, some, like you're going to have your monthly newsletter or biweekly newsletter or something like that. And then also include the simple, no frills, no fancy stuff, no pictures type of things that look like I, you just opened up Gmail and sent me an email. And, and that will make a big difference. You will actually start seeing some massively better um, open rates and more people will pay attention when you start doing that. Right. So if you're sharing a list of articles, whether they're on your website or somebody else's website, you don't need a book to advertise each one. You can either just put the title and hyperlink the title, or you can give a, a little phrase as to why this might be a valuable thing for them to read. Like, check out Eli Delaney's thoughts on awakening your list. Link. Mm -hmm. 
and then it goes to an article on your website. If I were curating a newsletter and pulling external content and I went to your site and pulled something from your site. Right. No, definitely. And that's the key with it is you want to just make sure that you, you've got that nice mix. And that's the one thing about a lot of the stuff. It's not an either or. It can right. be a both. You just got to know how to do it right to keep the relationship. Because, you know, one of the things, and I think I've shared this story with you, I had back towards the middle, I think, of September of this year, um, I got an email from somebody and they replied to one of my emails. And he said, hey, Eli, thank you so much for all the awesome stuff. Your tips, your, all that kind of stuff has been amazing to help me, um, help me keep up with everything and grow my business over the years. I, my son just started a construction company and I'm wondering if you might be able to help us out with some marketing stuff. And so that opened up a, di a dialogue, which was awesome. We had some cool talks about it. Uh, but on a whim, I decided to look in my database and go, okay, what does a couple of years mean? And lo and behold, I found out that he had seen me speak at a SCORE event in Scottsdale, Arizona in July 2010. 10 years. 10 years and three months. He had been on my list. He had actually bought something at that event, as a matter of fact. So he was actually a client of mine. He had stayed on my list. He'd followed my stuff. He'd used my stuff to help grow his business. And now he's referring his son. He's referring his family to me literally 10 years and three months later, this is when I start talking about the long game. This is it. And it's a reason to keep going. See, the thing is, and this is what we can make a great segue for my next questions that are actually very much on the minds of our readers. So mm -hmm. I think you can already predict what they are is I have seen marketers give so much energy and so much attention to the haters at the expense of the people who love them. And the funny thing is the people who hate will scream through a megaphone and they want you and everybody else to know that your emails bother me. You know me too much. I'm going <laughs> to unsubscribe and, and you should learn how to do marketing and all this other stuff. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is the folks who are receiving your content and enjoying it are less likely to be vocal until such time as they are ready to be vocal. They're the type who will quietly read what you send and find what they need out of it. And the day will arrive when they're ready to raise their hand and say, let's go, I'm interested. I've been with you for 10 years. My son's starting a company, can you help me? Those sorts of things. So uh, let, here's the inevitable question. Uh, how much is too much? It will, number one, it will depend on your audience. Some people you can, you should, really shouldn't email more than, my recommendation is about once a week. Okay. Um, very, very minimum once a month. Um, if you're pushing your limits because that, that one's making you queasy, I say go to every couple of weeks. Um, but I do recommend once a week as a, and most people can tolerate that. It should be good. And some industries, you can do it daily. I know people who email every single day. And the cool thing is if it's good, you, they won't care. I have people who email me every single day. And there are people that actually you, you and I know mutual friends actually who email me every single day. I don't read most of his stuff, but I don't delete it because I know most of it's good content. I, I'm my brain that I doing that whole, I will come back to this later because I know there's something good and juicy in there. And a lot of times I just don't have the time to do it, but I never 
want to unsubscribe and I never delete those emails because I know there's something good in them. Now, that said, the, co the content has to be good. You have to give value. And that is the key because people will tolerate more if they see the value in it, just like I just explained. Um, if somebody does come to you and, you and says, oh, you're emailing too much, I don't like it. You've got one of two things. You can stop and you can look at it and say, okay, first and foremost, am I getting this response from other people? Because if you get 10 people that respond back saying, thank you, that was awesome. And one person complains because you emailed them the week earlier, that person probably isn't a good fit and you might as well just go ahead and click the opt out button for them. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, you do want to make sure that you're providing the good content, that you're getting those good results. Um, now, with that, sometimes you're just going to attract somebody who just isn't a good fit, let them opt out or opt them out. I've got people that um, because of the way they've responded, I will opt them out. I opt people out even if I happen to be connected with somebody on Facebook and I don't I don't feel that they're a good fit for me at all. I will voluntarily opt them out of my list as well. I've done yeah. that multiple times. So don't worry about those people, but be conscious of it because you want to make sure that whatever you're putting out there, and this should be across any medium, not just email, um, it needs to add value and increase the value of their day. I always wake up with one thing in mind. Who am I going to help today? And anything that I do is based off of that. You know, I'll share another quick story. I had a, had a, had a woman, I've known her for years originally, actually, when I lived in Phoenix, she actually did the photography for my business cards and she did my, my headshots. And years later, she emails me and says, Hey, Eli, I want to, I wanted to thank you real quick. I had emailed or I had read this book and the book was a recommendation for the greatest salesman of the world by Ogmandino. So she replies to that email and says, Eli, thank you so much. I, I really was in a bad place. I I've been actually thinking about just shutting the doors and going and getting a job. And I got your email last week. I went ahead and bought the book on Friday. I read it over the weekend. And now I am ready to get back to work. Thank you so much. You just made a big difference for me and, I, and I'm ready to do this again. So literally a book recommendation saved her business. The secret wow. though, the power of this is not just in that. That's fun. I love that. But I had written that email six years prior. That just happened to be when she got it in the sequence. Wow. That's something. That's powerful stuff. And the cool thing is when she's ready to do, to take her business to the next level, she will call me. I have no doubt on that. I've had people come back literally decades later and say, okay, I need your help now. Let's talk. And it's all because you come from a place of giving them value first, sharing how you can help them, showing that you care about them and making sure that they don't forget about you. That's what it boils down to. Yeah. I think it's also valuable to give people more than one way to consume you. And here's a story I love to tell. 10 years ago, we had a client. Uh, he's still a friend of mine. Uh, he and I still chat every so often on social media and such. So he was on my mailing list. We ended up doing a couple projects together and the projects went well. Mm -hmm. So after we finished the, 
the one project with him, I noticed a day later he unsubscribed from my list. I'm thinking, you jerk. But, you know, mm -hmm. he didn't want to be on the list anymore, so he opted out. Right. Now, I rationalized thinking, eh, you know, maybe he feels he's gone as far as he can with me or what have you. I don't know. Uh, maybe uh, he just decided he doesn't want to see broadcast emails anymore. I've been in that place where I just unsubscribe from everything just because I just was just sick of the noise. It had nothing to do with the sender at all. But a funny thing is, about three weeks later, I get a personal email from him. Uh, to, to, to summarize it quickly, he said, I love everything you post on LinkedIn. I follow it daily. A new thing has hit my desk, and you're the first name I thought of. How do I get on your calendar for a chat? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a matter that he was leaving me. It was a matter he simply chose another modality. Yeah. And that is also another one of those things where it is a what meet people where they're ready within reason. I, I'm going to put a little disclaimer on that one. But that's why like some people are pushing that text messaging is the, the latest, greatest, best thing, and you should not be emailing anymore. Um, I disagree with that, but it's not an either or, you know, like I said earlier, there's a lot of things like that. It's not an either or, it's an and. What I like to do is using text more sparingly because I'm not a big texter. If I have something important to say, I'll email it and then I'll send a text and say, hey, I just sent you an email. Let me know that you got it. Right. So now I'm cross pollinating that. And if somebody opts out of your list, don't get upset. You know, if you if there's somebody who opts out, um, especially if it is somebody that you know, it doesn't hurt to necessarily ask them if you feel the urge. But for the most part, don't worry about it. If they're not, if they don't want your emails, then don't force it on them. You know, and you, like your situation there, they decided that LinkedIn was the right place, and and that's there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Let people consume your content however they're ready for. Yeah, you know, many years ago, I actually argued with somebody who unsubscribed and it was because of how nasty they were mm -hmm. and their unsubscribe message they made up these false claims about how we spam them and how he's just totally over it and i replied back uh no we didn't spam you you opted in on such and such a date because you attended this webinar hosted by this person it's all right here in my tracking system i have your ip address so mm -hmm. kindly if you do not wish to be on my list that's perfectly fine but kindly refrain from libel love your favorite person or whatever, however I signed it. <laughs> yeah. So three months later, and, and he did this in the middle, and he started this at like in the middle of the night, and he just kept going with it. He returned to that, and he sent this long, rambling thing about how it's absolutely impossible that he would ever have opted into the list of someone like me, and he accused me of all kinds of very specific crimes, looking up things and in legal codes and everything, uh, how and and uh, asking me how I'd feel if AT and T and Verizon and Comcast uh would feel about me involving them in my plot to spam him and i found oh, out it went even wow. further because i got a call from my web host saying he had been lighting up their their phone lines screaming at everybody demanding that my website's being taken off the air because mm -hmm. i targeted him for spam in other words the guy was a freaking lunatic yeah that sounds like but, but i but i who, but who i had a, no, he's a pet yeah, he, he's a pet among other things. Uh, I, I won't comment further, but let's just say that is just, I tell that story because it's an extreme example of why worrying about 
the proclivities of a few people just ain't worth it. I would have yeah. been better off in that situation if I had to do it again saying, oh, this guy this guy wants to get mouthy with me, accusing me of spamming him. He just could have just unsubscribed. Okay, we'll block his IP address. He'll never see me again. Bye. Yeah, and that is my general rule of thumb is I will I will actually respond with, with a very politically correct I'm sorry that you feel that way. We do have record of it, but that's okay. I've taken you off the list. You won't have to worry about it again. And I send them that. So there's an acknowledgement of it. Yeah. And then I lock them out. I, I will, I will ban them at that point. Um, but don't worry about it. You know, this is a big, big thing with that. Um, there's more people. There's, there's always going to be good people. And there's sadly, there's always going to be some trolls. Uh, yeah. Just ignore the trolls the best you can, you know, get out there, share good stuff share good stuff, add value to the world, make it so everybody that comes in contact with you, whether that be face-to-face, over a Zoom call, over an email, doesn't matter where, but if they come in contact with you, make sure they left that in a better place than they did before. When you go yeah. by that, keep it simple, just do that, you're, you're going to be golden. That's all there is to it. Especially with things like GDPR and other legislation that's either in progress or coming. It's usually a good idea to simply document that. So if they, I mean, this is somebody who is just looking for a fight with someone. Mm -hmm. So in case you have a suspicion, they might be that type of person. Just very, you know, I, I love your approach. And this is another thing that people should capture as an aha moment. Just in this couple of lines as possible, just document the fact that no you did not spam them and mm -hmm. just wish them luck and let them know that you'll they'll never hear from you again because the other thing this guy did is he wrote seven paragraphs <laughs> about the various steps he would take if i ever tried to contact him again yeah put all of that and that's something too if you've got a good crm you should be able to keep notes <laughs> and everything in there put all of that in there just so you have it uh -huh. uh, but don't don't waste a lot of time with it because that kind of copy stuff paste done, copy paste done move on and exactly in, in this day and age with all the vitriol we see almost everybody i know at one point or another has dealt with either a troll somebody who just wanted a fight and the newest one i've been seeing especially in the past two years are people within your community who will contact you out of the blue saying, I did not see your stance on fill in the blank political issue. Do you feel that you're so privileged that you don't get to care? Yeah, um, those are the people <laughs> that I will just avoid. It's much, and, it's much, it's much yeah. easier. That would be a case. I haven't had one of those happen to me through my email list, mm -hmm. but they would be the ones that I quietly log in and just uh, unsubscribe so they never hear from me again. And if they're on social media, they're the ones that are just going to fall off my list. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is that remembering all of this stuff in all the communication, keep it simple. Don't don't overcomplicate it. And if you get something like that, I mean, I'm a big advocate, you know me, I'm, I stay pretty much neutral in a lot of stuff because I yes. just don't, I don't want to deal with the arguments. I mean, not it's, not it. even, it's not even a matter of, do I feel that, that this is right and that is wrong? It's more a matter of that. I, I know that no matter what I say, half the people out there are going to be pissed. Yeah. Um, so there, there's just no, there's no way to win that kind of a situation. So I just avoid it all and say, okay, what can we focus on that we enjoy? What, are, what can we do that's just gonna add value no matter what the situation is? And I leave it at that. And so my conversations generally lead towards, hey, here's something cool. And I had, you know, recently with a lot of the political stuff that's happened over the last, you know, year or several years now, um, I had somebody that I posted something adding 
Uh, you know, it was the whole point was to be a positive message and somebody read negative stuff into it and basically attacked me. I got, I got hit by trolls uh -huh. and it was a, somebody that I know personally. Um, they actually don't live all that far from me, as a matter of fact. And they, you know, first one person, the wife did it. And then I tried to politely calm them down. And then the husband came in and it became an actual full on attack against me. Yep. And I was like, you know what? No, we're not playing that game. It's not allowed. So I literally, this was on Facebook. I literally deleted the comments and blocked them. It's yep. done, you know, and that's because I, I don't care what somebody's political stance is or any of that kind of stuff, political, religious, whatever. It doesn't really matter what, what it is. You treat people with respect and you add value to the conversation. And if you're not adding value to it, you are detracting from it, which is not a good thing. We don't want to be in a negative state. So yep. by doing that, I'm just removing the negativity from my life. And you know what? Guess what? I have a whole bunch of other friends who thought the post was amazing and they commented, commented all sorts of great, wonderful yeah. things because they got it. They understood the positive message that it was supposed to be. And yeah. those are the people that I still spend time with. Those are the people that I care about. And that's what we should be doing that's what we want to do because yeah. we life is too short to spend time in the negative troll world oh uh, yeah spend the time doing the fun stuff yeah i have a real quick uh tale on this and i think you saw this of last year when the president got sick and had to be admitted to the hospital and i mm -hmm. made a nice post saying you know this uh this whole covid thing's very terrible my thoughts and prayers go out to the president and the first lady and everybody around them who's affected by this and also those who are dealing with this situation and that post lit up. I probably got 75 pieces of engagement in the forms of likes, loves, mm -hmm. you know, cares, and things like that. And a lot of very positive comments underneath from people across the political spectrum, right. including those who I know from their postings very much did not like that president, mm -hmm. but, they, but they supported the idea of let's all care for each other. And then I got that one person who I hadn't even spoken with in 10 years, who's on my Facebook list just out of legacy because I knew him from a lifetime ago, who writes in all capital letters, I hope that MFR dies painfully. Yeah. See, that's what did I do? I deleted it and him. Yep. I caught it within about three minutes. Yeah. And I had two people message me saying, I saw what that guy did. Good on you for just deleting and not letting it in your life. We're here to unite. And that's a, that's a key, key thing that I think is really more important. It's not a matter of um, political stance or any of that yeah. kind of stuff. It's about just being a good person. Because I'm sorry, uh, my, my general rule of thumb is that there's not very many people in this world that you could literally, that you should be thinking, I hope that person dies. That's just, yeah. that's, that's a sad way to live. You should not feel that way about yeah. anybody, period. And don't, right. you know, you can, you can not like somebody that is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that in any Free way, country. shape or form. Free country. You know, you're not allowed, you're not, you're, you don't have to like somebody, but don't give that, that person the energy, put the energy towards doing something good. Put the energy towards adding value to right. everybody else's lives. And what, what I was doing, yeah, makes a difference. And what I was doing, and that was a rare deviation from my general uh, nonpartisan view. But I thought, you know, we need to put something out there that's positive. We need mm -hmm. to give something. We need to, right now in this time, we need to say something that can bring us together and allow us to surface our humanity. Uh, I mean, I was amazed by some of the people who reacted positively to that because they had never said a positive thing about that president. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But yet there they were joining yeah. us and, and that's great. Creating, joining us and creating a positive energy for our country and for our society. And that's what I was after. Yep. There you go. That's what it's all about. And that's communication is simple. Yeah. It is, it is about if you want to, if you want to succeed, and this is business, life, any of that kind of stuff, look at what look at the ripple effect. And the ripple effect is something that I I've talked about this in my presentations for years, that you make an impact to every single person that you meet one way or another. Um, you know, from a business standpoint, if I land a new client, I'm excited, I'm happy. So now, number one, I can pay bills. That's a good thing, right? Yes. Um, being able to pay the rent's always good. So that makes me happy. Now that I have that influence, I'm going to turn around and that also helps my family. If I decide that I'm in a good mood because I close that, I'm going to go out to dinner someplace. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're a little bit more limited in that right now with everything that's going on, but generally we would go out to dinner to celebrate. So now we're taking our family out to dinner and that's going to help increase the, the, attitude of everybody in the family it's a good influence in that aspect we've also gone to a restaurant that restaurant now has additional income to help keep the doors open also keep staff in place the waiter or the waitress that works with you um, just for the purposes of this example you've now made their day better by the simple fact that you showed up but on top of it if you're in a good mood i know for me when i'm in a good mood i tend to tip better so let's just say for this purpose, that happens to be a waitress and that waitress happens to be a single mom, okay? So now I've tipped her better, which makes her night better. And she goes home and she decides because she got a big tip that she wants to take her kid out for ice cream. So now she takes her kid out for ice cream. She's now impacted the, the kid by making their day better because not only did they get to spend time with mom, but they got to have ice cream on top of it. Oh, and guess what? You go someplace. That's another location that's going to be impacted by that. So by me closing a contract and putting the value, sharing the value with the rest of the world, there that's, I mean, I think we just literally like seven, eight steps, seven or eight ripples happened. And this is everything from, the the movement of cash flow to smiling at the barista at starbucks it's the same thing if you are there adding value and looking at that thought in the back of your brain always thinking what can i do to make people's lives better today and you do that you will make an impact. And the cool thing about that is when you do that, you will influence people. It will cause people to ask, what do you do? How can I help you? And how much? That's how you build a thriving business in any economy. I'm going to give an extremely trite example of this mm -hmm. um, and just the power of this. This just popped in my mind, but this is something that plays in my mind a long time ago. It happened over 20 years ago, almost half my lifespan ago. I was, uh, I was at a mall that is no longer in business. Mm -hmm. uh, I, was I was riding down the escalator, uh, heading toward a, one of their stores they had. It was a clothing store, a brand that's no longer in business. Mm-hmm. And I can still see to this day that one of their employees was standing outside their door. I remember her red sweatshirt, her jet black hair, and her really uh, thick, stylish, sexy librarian nerd glasses. <laughs> and she waved to me. Mm -hmm. I had no other interaction with her other than that. I wasn't even headed toward that store. And after I came off the escalator, I was actually headed in the opposite direction. But I still remember that 21 years later. Yep. 
So imagine the power of that to do everything we've discussed here. And what I want our listeners to gather is we have covered how to meet cool people, how to turn casual connections into cash clients. It's all in how you approach the world and how you vibe with people. Yeah. And that's what meet cool people is all about. Definitely. And, you know, the tools and the technology are here. Stuff is going to change. You know, that's, that's one thing I'm a, I'm a geek. I live, I live with the technology stuff, but reality is it's not about the technology. It's about the psychology. It's about how do you make somebody feel? And once you get that down, everything else is a piece of cake, because even if you're using the tools, the technology, the automation, the gizmos, the gadgets, whatever the latest, greatest platform is, all that kind of stuff, it doesn't matter. It's all the same thing. It's about making somebody feel like you actually care about them. That is what will help you succeed. Exactly. Well, we're right up here at the top of the hour, and I know that there's one other thing you wanted to share with us. For those who are on the edge of their seat about this, and they would love to actually take the philosophy of what you're doing and translate it into action, say by building a 24-7 automated system to learn how to simplify their processes, which is something that I also work with and become a follow-up rock star that can be closing deals from people who signed up to their list 10 years ago or somebody who's been lingering around for six years and some of the other amazing things you've shared with us today. Uh, Where does somebody go and how do they get started? Yeah. There's a special link that you want to share with us. The special link is very easy. It's connectwitheli.com. Okay. Connect with Eli, E-L-Y. Remember it's E-L-Y.com. And from there, you can connect with me. You can find out anything you need to know about me. You can connect with me on social media. Um, I actually have a copy of my, my follow-up blueprint. You can grab that, download that, have fun with it. If you want to just book a call with me, I can do that because I'm very approachable. I, I yeah. very much of you know that. I, I just like to talk to people. Again, I like to meet cool people. And there's a good opportunity for that. Um, you know, One of the things, I don't know what time this particular show is going to go live, but we also have the Automate, Delegate, Delete event coming up. We'll probably be having more of them coming down the pipeline soon too um yeah all kinds of fun stuff so connect with me have fun with it and i will say i mean just on that aspect i'm just going to set this up for the purpose of if down the road when we have another one um if you're listening to this and it's six months down the road we probably should still be having another one but it'll be on that page if you want to come to the workshop i would like to have you come because of adam and so there when you go to register, there's a little spot that says put in promo code, type in Adam for the promo code, and uh, you can come as my guest. Sure. Hey, uh, uh, we're very honored by that. So again, I'll say it one more time for our listeners, connect with Eli, and his first name is spelled E-L-Y.com. So Eli Delaney, the follow-up rock star, the Purple Knight marketing champion everything else we could say about you. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor and believe me in education. Well, thank you so much, Adam. It's always fun to get to chat with you. So we, we talk fairly regularly, but we never get to have a chance to the long, deep conversations yeah. like today was, which was a lot of fun. So it is an honor to call you my friend. And as anybody, you know, anybody knows me, uh, this, is, this is my mantra across the board, but if there's anything I can do to help you out, reach out, let me know anytime. We trust you enjoyed today's episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. 
Check out our previous and upcoming episodes on our website at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.